Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. A review in Virginia. I'm Dick Iuliano. President Biden made an unannounced trip to Kiev to stand with the people of Ukraine. He's now back in Poland, but he's promised half a billion dollars in additional aid. We'll get some analysis from the editor-in-chief of National Journal coming up at 11. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Staples. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Security was tight on President Biden's arrival in Ukraine today. Also, there were no motorcades or Air Force One during a secret trip that the White House says was months in the making. CBS's Charlie Daggett was one of the few journalists there for the historic visit. As they wrapped up President Biden's five-hour visit and almost on cue, air raid sirens blared as the two men walked together, triggered by a Russian fighter jet taking off in Belarus, which borders Ukraine just 60 miles to the north, even though the White House had informed Moscow of the president's visit. In South Los Angeles, an evening commute turns tragic. A light rail commuter train crashed into a vehicle, killing two people and injuring two others. No one on the train was hurt. A suspect in the murder of Los Angeles Bishop David O'Connell in his home over the weekend is now under arrest. Police say they tracked the 65-year-old suspect and says that he's the husband of Bishop O'Connell's housekeeper. CBS's Carter Evans has the latest. O'Connell tended to some of the poorest communities in Los Angeles for nearly 45 years, resolving disputes between local gangs, even helping calm tensions after the L.A. riots. This bishop made a huge difference in our community. He was loved. Father Brendan Bussey was ordained by O'Connell. I was a total shock. No, absolute shock. He was a great man. He was joyful. He was very simple and humble. One person is dead and four others injured, including a child, after a person opened fire during a Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans yesterday. This attendee saying... It's a family event. There are children here. There is no need for anybody to bring a gun to a Mardi Gras parade. Police suspect is in custody. In Fort Pierce, Florida, an 85-year-old woman has been killed in a rare alligator attack. CBS's Lilia Luciano has more. Over the past 10 years, the state has averaged eight unprovoked bites requiring medical attention per year. Still, last June, a man near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, was killed after an alligator dragged him into a retention pond. The first deadly attack in the state since 2020. Hearts are heavy after word that native son and former President Jimmy Carter is now under hospice care at his home in Plains, Georgia. Zach Steele is a deacon at a church where Mr. Carter taught Sunday school. For the longest time, you know, 30 plus years, President Carter taught Sunday school a couple times a month. And uh, you would have crowds of up to over 500 people. We had people from hundreds of different countries over time that came and visited. This is CBS News. Staples stores are a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore more at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. 1103 here on WTOP, Monday night, February 20th, 2023. Reagan National is at 50, some of us down to the lower 40s.
evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following this hour. This may make you a little happier tonight if you've got a Metro Red Line ride in your near future. Starting tomorrow, Red Line trains will be coming by more frequently every eight minutes, we're told. In our post-COVID world, it turns out that Tuesdays are one of the busiest on Metro Rail. The same with Wednesdays and Thursdays, so you'll get more frequent trains. Metro also plans to bring in more 7,000 series trains back into service, hiring and training more rail operators after a shortage caused by the pandemic. She was a Georgetown graduate who was advancing in her career at the Aspen Institute when a fire claimed her life this past weekend in Silver Spring. Now those who knew her and loved her are in mourning. My daughter was, you know, a lovely person. Cesar Diaz is the father of 25-year-old Melanie Diaz. Melanie was killed in a fire at the Arrive Silver Spring apartment building in the city's downtown on Saturday morning. She gave you a lot of love, so that's why maybe God say we need you here. Her father speaking to our news partners at NBC4. In a statement, Greg Grishoni, executive director of the Aspen Institute's Energy and Environment Program, says Melanie worked for the Institute for two years and recently focused on climate issues. He says Melanie accomplished so much in her all-too-brief time on the planet. But more importantly, though, he says Melanie was truly kind, thoughtful, and a caring human being who will be terribly missed. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's election 2023 on WTOP. Voters in Virginia's 4th District will hit the polls in a special election tomorrow to choose their next member of Congress. They'll be filling the seat of the late Representative Donald McEachin, who died in November. Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan and Republican Pastor Leon Benjamin are vying for the seat. Most of the 4th District's population is in Richmond. The rest of the district stretches south to the North Carolina border. It's a heavily Democratic district where Benjamin has already run twice and failed. If McClellan does win tomorrow, she becomes the first black woman to represent Virginia in the U.S. Congress. The College Board's proposed advanced placement course on African-American studies, which was rejected last month by the state of Florida, is now under review in Virginia. Let's take a look tonight with WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis blocked the AP course from being taught in high schools, saying it violates state law and is historically inaccurate. The College Board says the course is drawn from the expertise and experience of college faculty and teachers across the country. In Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin's spokeswoman, Macaulay Porter, says the governor has asked the Education Secretariat to review the proposed course as it relates to Executive Order 1. The first executive order signed by Governor Youngkin last year specifies public schools and the use of inherently divisive concepts, including critical race theory. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. The question of where to build the FBI's new headquarters still has not been answered. Now Maryland Governor Wes Moore is jumping in to make the pitch for Prince George's County. Days after Virginia officials made clear they think proximity to Quantico and other federal assets makes Springfield the best location for the FBI headquarters, Maryland Governor Wes Moore made his pitch saying that if equity factors into the decision which federal documents state, Prince George's County should be selected. Moore said the county has been historically neglected in winning federal assets. Making sure that you're prioritizing equity does not mean that you're compromising excellence. You can and you should do both. General Services Administration sent a letter this month to officials in Maryland and Virginia saying each jurisdiction would get time to consult with federal officials before the site of the new FBI headquarters is announced. Kate Ryan. WTOP News. Coming up here after traffic and weather, we will take another look at President Biden's historic trip to Kiev, Ukraine, to walk the streets of the Ukrainian capital with the Ukrainian president. And also a little bit about what you might call Donald Trump fatigue. Even some of his most ardent supporters are expressing exhaustion and fatigue with maybe another Trump run in 2024. We'll talk about it all with the editor-in-chief of National Journal. Hi, I'm Rich Moresco, president of Ryko Kitchen and Bath. 
At RICO, we understand the fears of remodeling. That's why we expertly guide you through the process to create the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. With trusted brands like Merillat, RICO has provided excellence in design, products, installation, and world-class service from start to finish for over 70 years. Your vision, our expertise. It's time to love your space again. Visit one of our 23 RICO kitchen and bath showrooms today or request an appointment online at reico.com. There was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest. Back when I was maybe like eight or nine, it was amazing. We could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and a creek nearby. I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. 1108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks here on WTOP. Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks so much, Dimitri. We'll start off over in Loudoun County. If you're headed along Waxpole Road, it looks like a pretty serious accident scene involving multiple vehicles, according to several listeners saying that Waxpole Road seems to be closed right near Smith Switch Road. Do watch out for this one. You're going to need to find an alternate route. Seems like delays are building very, very quickly. Around the Beltway, you do have an accident scene on the outer loop. This is after the Springfield Interchange on your approach towards Van Dorn Street. According to reports and according to this camera I'm looking at, there is a vehicle fire. Got some smoke. Smoke in the area as well as uh, several fire trucks. So do watch out for them along the right-hand side of the roadway as you head past the uh, – once you get past I-95 on the outer loop, just be aware and be ready to move over to the left-hand side as you head past that. As you make your way across the Wilson Bridge, things are relatively quiet and no issues continuing past uh, Joint Base Andrews, Andrews and up towards Route 50. Now, if you're headed on 295, things are quiet there. BW Parkway, though, southbound. If you're headed just past 198, that's where you're going to start to slow down. Sounds like a work zone. Should only have a single lane getting by as you head down towards 196. But thankfully, past 197, you should be completely up to speed. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. If it's way used car is best, visit Fitzmall.com today. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast, and Mike Stenniford. We are going to see some big temperature swings across the area for the next several days. Tonight, though, it's going to be fairly quiet, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Could be a few light showers or sprinkles over at Lowe's, being the lower 40 suburbs, upper 40s of the district. Could be a light shower early on Tuesday. Tuesday, the skies will turn partly to mostly sunny. It'll be breezy and mild. Highs mid to upper 60s. Showers on Wednesday, mainly before noon, but it will be colder. Highs mid 40s to low 50s. Thursday, an early shower, then turning sunny, breezy, and much warmer with a high near 80. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stenderford. College Park at 50, Fairfax 52, National Mall 50 degrees. Some of us going to the low 40s tonight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today. Schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11:10. President Biden marked nearly a year of war between Russia and Ukraine with a surprise visit to Kiev to see President Zelensky and to pledge another half billion dollars worth of American support. National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff Dufour joined us earlier on Skype to talk more about the president's visit. It's seemingly the first time ever that an American president visited an active war zone that wasn't held by U.S. troops. He had to rely on the Ukrainians for protection, along with the small contingent that accompanied him. And Russia's a bit, you'd have to say, emasculated by this because Biden waltzed in into Kiev on a 10-hour train ride. But they were warned beforehand. The U.S. State Department, U.S. officials 
warned Moscow ahead of time that this was happening uh, over the weekend in an effort to de-escalate, they said. They don't want any uh, any accidents or, or any detonations going on when the president is on the ground in Kiev. But it was quite a moment for really the entire Western world all the way to, to Putin's doorstep. Do you think this means anything here at home where some Republicans on Capitol Hill say they are ready to cut off the supply of money and weapons or at least to vote to do so? I don't think this brings many of them around. The real hardcore members of Congress who oppose Biden oppose this. They put out some very staunch statements this morning. But I would also say that Biden's real task, he had the photo op today and and the great moment with Zelensky, but his meetings later this week are arguably even more important. He's got a meeting with the Polish president tomorrow and then a meeting with what's called the Bucharest Nine, which is a loose contingent of former Eastern Bloc Soviet countries, Romania, Czech Republic, etc. So he's got to at the same time rally all them to the cause, express his support for the Ukrainians, which he did today, warn the Russians against future escalation and reassure Americans who maybe are, are on the fence about this whole thing and the amount that we're spending on it. One more topic before we say goodbye. Uh, Your publication, among several others, I happen to be reading in the Washington Post today, looking at people who had voted for former President Trump once or even twice before. They are describing something new in their focus groups. They still think he did well for the country. They still actually like the guy, but now describe feelings of embarrassment for him. They say it's because of what political opponents did, the media, what they put him through. But when you start to see anxiety, words like anxiety, embarrassment, could that mean something different for Trump 2024? Well, I'd start by saying that a lot of attention has been paid to Biden's age, but Trump's age also can't be overlooked. He's 76 now. He'll be 78 on Inauguration Day 2025, hypothetically. So that's going to come into play. And in terms of the words you were using that these that these focus group participants used, it's almost like Trump's playbook to me has been turned against him. Remember, he liked to find a message or an insult and just hammer it home against whatever enemy or perceived enemy he had. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And it seems as if the six years he's faced of drip, drip, drip scandals and, and judgments leveled against him might be finally taking their toll. It starts to penetrate the psyche of even some of his otherwise very committed supporters. That is National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff Dufour. He writes the Sunday Nightcap newsletter, a look at the week that just ended and the week ahead, plus a cocktail recipe every week. 11.14 here on WTOP in just about a minute. Frank will tell us about the Howard men's basketball team and their outing tonight. The rest of the sports day straight ahead. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part? 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital. Building campaigns that connect. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Let's go to Frank Hanrahan. Howard's nine-game winning streak comes to an end at the hands of uh, Morgan State. Howard loses at Morgan State 89-76. So the Bison now 9-2 and in conference play, 17-11 and overall. NBA's taking a long break for the All-Star weekend, but now it extends. Wizards are not going to play until Friday night at home against the New York Knicks. Now, a former Wizard in Russell Westbrook used to be with the Lakers and was traded to Utah, and then the Jazz bought him out. Well, now he's uh, set to sign a free agent deal with the L.A. Clippers. By the way, Wizards 28-30 and in the ninth spot in the East, so after a very slow start, they're actually one of the hotter teams in the NBA at the All-Star break. Nationals, let's see what this season will be. Rebuild, regroup, you name it. There's going to be a re in front of it for the most part. Position players all down there in West Palm for their first official full squad workout set for Tuesday morning. But all the uh, position players taking part in informal rounds of batting practice and defensive work on Monday. Nationals' first spring training game is set for this Saturday versus the Cardinals. Opening day is on March 30th. Frank Andrahan, WTLB Sports. It's 11-16 here on WTOP. Former President Jimmy Carter spent President's Day resting at his home in Plains, Georgia. Carter was joined by his wife, Rosalind, and other family and friends. Over the weekend, the Carter Center announced the nation's 39th president had decided to forego any additional medical treatment and enter hospice care. CBS News correspondent Mike Helgren is in Plains. Carter's name and image are just about everywhere here in his hometown, where he's lived for more than four decades since leaving office. Family and friends are now reflecting on his contributions to the world. All the people that love him and respect him and come here, it's just time for us to step up, you know, and and carry on that legacy. Those who never met Carter are also paying their respects with a visit to Plains. I hope um, it's a peaceful journey for him and his family. Is you know we we um, wish them well. Mike Helgren, CBS News. Plains, Georgia. A member of Congress is calling for the U.S. to be separated by red and blue states. It's the latest in a string of controversial statements by Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia. In a tweet today, she says we need a national divorce. Greene is not the first Republican to call for some form of secession, and there are indications that support for secession has been growing since the 2020 elections. A June 2021 poll by Brightline Watch and YouGov found that 66% of Southern Republicans supported forming a new country. Support was also high among Democrats in the West, where 47% supported a division. Top stories we're following for you this hour. A new earthquake rattles parts of Turkey and Syria, stirring panic, causing more deaths and trapping more people under rubble. President Biden makes a surprise visit to Kiev. The one-year anniversary of the start of Russia's invasion is coming close. The president did not arrive empty-handed either. A suspect is arrested in the killing of a Catholic bishop shot to death over the weekend in Southern California in a crime that shocked the Los Angeles religious and immigrant communities. Stay with us here on WTOP for more in minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks so much, Dimitri. If you're headed on the outer loop of the Beltway, that's uh, headed towards the Woodrow Wilson Bridge from the Springfield Interchange just past Van Dorn Street. You'll find some of that fire department activity over on the right-hand side of the roadway. There was a vehicle fire. They are in the process, however, of pulling out of there. I just saw a few of those vehicles pull away, but they're still blocking that right-hand side. So hopefully by next report, you won't have anybody over there. But for now, stay towards the center and over towards the left-hand side. Listener called in. Let us know that they are in the process of setting up a work zone, or rather they do have the work zone out there west. 
westbound 66. Past Nutley Street, the far right-hand side of the roadway is blocked. It looks like they're mostly working on the shoulder, but they need to block off that right lane so that... Uh, you know, they have plenty of room to work. It also seems like if you're trying to get onto the westbound side of 66 from Nutley Street, it'll be a pretty quick merge to get onto the main lane. So be hyper alert. Watch out. You will have to go into the uh, fast lanes pretty quickly um, headed past uh, headed from Nutley Street onto 66 West. Also, watch out for this one. Waxpool Road. If you are headed in either direction towards Smith Switch Road, uh, sounds like according to a few listeners that uh, all lanes may be blocked there. Unclear if that's still shut down. That was just a few moments ago, but we did get several calls on it. So be extra careful through there. It was highly recommended that we uh, find a different route. I-95 looks good. So far, as you make way from the Fredericksburg area all the way up towards the Springfield Interchange, I don't see any work zones just yet. 395 is quiet. And if you're on the BW Parkway southbound, it does look quite messy. Basically, from soon after 198 all the way down towards 197, you are down to a cross should only have a single lane getting by for the work crew. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stenford. Our skies will range from partly cloudy to mostly cloudy tonight. Could be a few light showers or sprinkles over that lows will be in the 40s across the entire region. A light shower early on Tuesday, then we'll see partly to mostly sunny skies. It'll be breezy and mild. Our highs mid to upper 60s. We'll see some showers on Wednesday as the front comes through. Best chance of rain before noon. It will be colder. Highs mid 40s to lower 50s. Early shower on Thursday, then mostly sunny, breezy, and warmer. Highs upper 70s to low 80s. Sunny, windy, and colder again on Friday with a high near 50. I'm Storm Team 4's Mike Stinniford. And tonight in Rockville, we're at 48. Ashburn, 48. District Heights, 52 degrees. Some of us down to the lower 40s. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. You'll recall that shocking story from about a month and a half ago where a six-year-old is accused, in fact, uh, is accused of shooting his teacher at an elementary school in Newport News, Virginia, now, a new reported threat by another student. We'll tell you what's going on coming up on WTOP 1121. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing, confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem, thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants, working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. This is WTOP News. It is 1122, six weeks after a first grader shot and wounded his teacher at Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia. A fifth grader at the school has been excluded from class after telling friends in a text message he would pop some bullets in class. The Washington Post reports the child is not being identified publicly. He made the threatening remark in a group text exchange Saturday. Richneck will be open tomorrow after the long weekend off for President's Day. The school says police have been told and a thorough investigation has begun. A new museum is coming to the National Mall, only this one is happening underground. It's connected to one of D.C.'s most famous monuments. WTOP's Megan Clority says it will be a 15,000-square-foot immersive experience beneath the Lincoln Memorial. 
Walking into the undercroft of the Lincoln Memorial, it's cold, dark, and feels like you're seeing something special. It's kind of eerily cool. I mean, you're basically right now, it's just a, it's a dirt floor on these giant pillars that, that hold up the whole structure. But they're going to be able to bring it to life. They're going to keep the rusticness of it on the one hand, be able to show the, the graffiti that the construction workers did. Will Shafroff with the National Park Foundation is referring to a graffiti found down here of figures scribbled by the engineers. That also includes a cartoon of a dog and a popular actress at the time of construction. So the columns that you're looking at are 40 to 50 feet in height. Mike Litters from the National Park Service shines a flashlight across the 15,000 square foot vaulted space. They go down into the floor another 40 to 50 feet until they hit bedrock. So all told, it's about 90 feet worth of cold. The museum, bookstore, and yes, bathrooms are set to be completed in 2026. At the Lincoln Memorial, Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. By now, you've probably heard about the viral Kia Challenge, the series of videos posted on TikTok show people how they can use a USB cord to steal Kias and Hyundais. It's resulted in thousands of car thefts. So now the car makers are working with local police departments to offer up an old-fashioned fix. A long line of cars stretched around this shopping center on Walters Lane in District Heights, where Prince George's County Police were giving out bright yellow steering wheel locks. You might have known them as the club back in the day. You know how to use this? Uh, open it and then... Yeah. These locks were for owners of Hondas and Kias. This hook is on the inside, on both sides, extend as much as possible. Though not every car that came through the line was one of those models. Because I'm in a rental car. Brenda Slaughter of District Heights has had her Hyundai stolen twice since December. The repairs have cost her thousands. And right now my car is still in the shop because they don't have the parts. Police were giving out 150 of these here in less than a half an hour. They were all gone. In District Heights, John Dome in WTOP News. Some U.S. food regulators have left American consumers exposed to chemicals and additives that have been banned in other countries. CBS News correspondent Holly Williams in London shows us how potassium bromate, for example, and other ingredients may be linked to cancer and other health-related issues. There is evidence that it uh, may be toxic to human consumers, that it may even either initiate or promote the development of tumours. Professor Eric Millstone is an expert on food additives and told us European countries take a much more cautious approach to food safety. Can we say for sure that these differences in regulations mean that people in the U.S. have developed cancers that they would not have developed if they'd been eating only in Europe. I think that that is almost certainly the conclusion that we could reach. In a statement to CBS News, the FDA says that when used properly, potassium bromate converts to a harmless substance during food production, but at the same time it acknowledges that not all potassium bromate may convert, saying control measures can minimize the amount in food. It's 11.25, Money News 25 and 55 with Andrew O'Day. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. You can forget a lot of what you used to think about kids playing baseball. Youth sports changed. When I was a baseball player uh, in the early days, I looked at myself as a sportsman. That's Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken. You know, nowadays it seems like it's more of a bigger form of entertainment. It's grown, the salaries have grown. The bigger the pro game gets, the more efforts to get youngsters interested in the game are needed. And to that end, youth sports company Ripken Baseball, run by Cal and his retired big league brother Billy, is combining with youth baseball empire Cooperstown All-Star Village. It's a deal backed by two billionaire owners of NBA, NHL, and MLS franchises. Ripken says his top goal is to foster kids' love for baseball. If they have the talent and they move through you know, their development process, and now they have enough love for the game that hasn't been burned out, that they can pursue that at the highest level. Biggest key to success? I don't think there's any real shortcuts to it. Um, you got to put your time in. Of course Cal would say that. From the Bloomberg News.